Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Geekish Cast, episode 46 The Dark Knight Recapped with Jeremy and Paul V. I am joined today by Paul Vieira. What's up, Jeremy? How you doing there, Paul? And Paul and I are actually going to start going through and reviewing graphic novels, and we're going to start with what could really be called the first seminal work in the dark and gritty era of comic books, Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. That's right. Um, I remember coming across this book, and I think it was junior high. I had a friend who was a comic book collector. I hadn't picked up a comic book since... 1979 at that point and we went into Bonanza Comics back when it used to be at the far end of McHenry yeah. and there was The Dark Knight Returns and I remember being amazed because I figured they'd quit publishing Batman back in 1979, the last time I'd seen it anywhere and at the other amazing thing was that it was it didn't look like anything else oh no, it's completely to its own yeah, it did not look like anything else on the market and for those of you who aren't old enough to remember from the late 60s up until the Michael Keaton movie came out, Adam West was Batman. Was Batman. Yeah. yeah. When you thought of Batman, you thought of Adam West, Absolutely. Burt Ward, Cesar Romero. So the Dark Knight was really quite a, quite a departure from the zeitgeist of what Batman was. Do you remember how you first came across it, The Dark Knight Returns? I do. Um so I really didn't start really getting into comics until the 90s, your least favorite decade yep. of comic books. But uh, I started really getting into comic books, and then in high school, um, the Warrell brothers, mm-hmm. uh, in graphic design class with them, they were really into comics, and they found out I was into comics, but they're like, why are you reading like this garbage? Here's all these books you need to read. What, what were you reading at the time? I mean, I was reading like image stuff and okay, you know Marvel stuff. Yeah, basically, so it was basically the same shit everybody was reading. The stuff <clears throat> printed a million copies a month and everybody yeah. read. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're like, "No, dude, you got you got to read all this stuff." And uh, one of the first things they they gave me was uh, or told me to read was Dark Knight Returns, and uh, <laughs> totally, I was like, "What the hell?" I mean, even though it was probably eight years later after it was released because I was a freshman and this came out in '86, but yeah. It was totally different than anything I was reading in it. You're, you know, it didn't look like anything else, and uh, that started my love affair with Frank Miller. Yeah. And well, now my love hate affair. With well, it. that's that's a thing, and and I, we we can get into that at some point too. So let me let me ask you. Let's let's talk a little bit about the the generals about it before we get into any specifics. The art style. When I first read it, I had a little trouble getting past the art style initially. But at this point, Sin City had already come out when you discovered it. Yes. So you had already probably experienced yeah. some Frank Miller artwork. True. So yeah. it wasn't. It didn't catch me on off guard as much as uh, some people. But I think 
uh, Dark Knight was some of Frank's best work. Absolutely. Before it got overly stylized, you know, the, I love Sin City's work because mm-hmm. it's perfect for Sin City. But like his stuff now, you know, it's Frank Miller style, and it's just oh yeah, I can't get into it all. This is his in between stage between because Daredevil before this was. More traditional, yeah. Comic well, it, style it looked like a a Marvel yeah. comic. Frank yeah. Miller, you know, well, he wrote and drew. Drew, yeah. Fuck, three. How many issues? Two hundred, three hundred. It's got to be. He's got like two absolute editions. Yeah. He did start in May nineteen seventy nine. Yep. When I was born, and I, that's why I'll, that's why I'll never forget that. Yeah. When he started drawing Daredevil. Yeah, because he didn't come in as the writer initially, right? No, he started drawing first, and then and then he started writing. Yeah. So in the eighties. Well, so Frank Miller was an established artist at, this, at that point. Um, in the 80s, I would say the early part of the 80s were probably not a good time for comic books in general. Like I said, I didn't even I hadn't even seen a comic book in five years at one point. No, that's true. But the 80s, to me, is like probably the most important decade when it comes to transitioning from campy comics are for kids mm-hmm. to, wait, you can actually make this literature. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, this book and The Watchmen. Watchmen came out right after that. The but two... Alan Moore was already doing Swamp Thing. Oh, absolutely, came yeah. Out. And in the end of the 80s, um, Neil Gaiman started doing Sandman. Yep. You know, some of the best stuff I've ever read came out of the 80s. Oh, absolutely. Well, the 80s were the revolutionary time period for, and I'm going to say American, but two out of the three people we're talking about are actually English. Yes. You know, <laughs> but for American comic books, because, well, in France, Japan, England... Well, not so much England, but in France, Germany, uh, Japan, there were definitely comic book lines that targeted an adult audience. Mm-hmm. And they weren't seen necessarily, not necessarily as a children's thing, toy. Well, they had to do something because, I mean, they were making no money. Well, yeah. Something had to change. Well, absolutely. It was one of the darkest periods for comic books. I mean, because when I was a kid, you went to the corner store and you got, you know, candy and a comic. Mm-hmm. And then eventually that went away. And that's when the direct market came up. And I believe this was one of the first books made for the direct market as well. Yeah. Yeah. So to, to establish a little bit of the Dark Knight Returns, I mean, I'm going to assume that most people have read it. Yeah, this is, yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about this. Well, the book's 30 years old. If you haven't read it yet, fuck off. Yeah. I mean, really? <laughs> really? Um, so the the conceit or the story behind the book is Bruce Wayne retired from Batman ten years ago, and he appears to be drinking heavily, which was something Bruce Wayne didn't do in his Batman career. Uh, he is uh, recklessly driving racing cars, and like a junkie, is itching to get a fix, more or less. Yeah. And we discover early on that Jason's uh, Jason Todd, who no shock to anybody at this point, is dead in this story. But this came out before Jason Todd was killed by the Joker. Yeah. So that was actually kind of a premonition into the future. That's why he retired. Yeah, and that was the the cause of the retirement. Um, and he hasn't spoken to Dick Grayson in seven years, I believe he actually says. He said seven years. Yeah. We'll get into that later. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we if we get to the second book, if yeah. Yeah. I, I might just jump to Watchmen after this one. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. So uh, overall, what do you think of the story in the and we're going to deal with the three books that make up the Dark Knight Returns as a series. There's uh, what is it? There's the Dark Knight Returns, Hunt Hunt the Dark Knight, and then I can't remember the titles of them. Well, well, no. So it's Dark Knight Returns. Yep. 
Dark Knight Strikes Again. No, 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 no. I mean, the three books that make up the original Dark Knight Returns were run. Was it four issues? Let me see that real quick. It should be four issues. I think you're right. I was thinking three, but I think you're right. Because it's essentially, to me, it's two story arcs, two issues. So you had, like, the first two issues, there's him coming back and going after Joker. Well, first there's Two-Face. Yeah, so Two-Face is the first issue. Joker is the second issue. Book one, The Dark Knight Returns. Uh, There's going to be lots of flipping around and editing at this point, so if we lose you... That only be for a second. Well, we'll figure this out before we do the next one, but there's the Dark Knight Returns. There are four books, and I'll get the titles before we do the second part of this in the next couple weeks here. I'll take that back. Um, to me, it was only one book because... Because it was released as a graphic novel, yeah. I read yeah. it as a graphic novel, so... Yeah. yeah, I always thought it was a graphic novel. I'm like, oh, no, they released the single yep. issues. Came out as singles. Um, so in the first book... We see that Bruce Wayne is kind of itching to get something, some kind of fix. He's like any typical retired guy that's done everything for the longest time, and he doesn't know what the hell to do with himself. Yeah, and he's been retired for a long time, but still never quite settled into the new new role of Bruce Wayne. And the book opens, he is driving a race car, almost kills himself. Almost kills himself, yeah. And then later we see him and Jim Gordon, who is still alive. And still police commissioner and 70-some-odd years old. Yeah, getting ready to retire. Yeah. So they're still buddies. Yep. And mm-hmm. and at this point, pretty much if you knew Batman, you now know that Bruce Wayne was Batman. So Commissioner Gordon knows it. And we find out Selena Kyle knew it, mm-hmm. um, who is Catwoman, for those who don't know. And Clark Kent knows it, which also sets up a, another big part of the story. It also turns out that Bruce Wayne has been paying for... All of his villains' psychiatric care. Yeah. Yeah, which totally traditional to the story. I don't yeah. know if this was created here or if, you know, it's something that grew out of that. But so Harvey Dent gets plastic surgery and claims to be healed from being Two Face. I don't think it took. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that, that's, I liked how, you know, uh, us as the readers, we see, you know, the, the human face, and then Harvey sees the opposite. All he sees is the mangled half face. Yeah, now we've, he's, you know, one face, but it's the Both, bad face. Yeah, it's all bad. Um, and I don't believe at this point, Harvey Dent was still a pretty not fleshed out character. This is long before the animated series that really yeah. helped flesh him out as the modern character he is. Um so I don't believe there was any thought as Harvey Dent having dual personalities so much as I mean because Two Face was just two different people, a good half and a bad half, smashed together. Yeah. Later on, they developed it more, and uh, there had always been a split personality of Harvey that was bad, and then when he got scarred, that that brought it out. Yeah. Yeah. So in this, they really use Harvey Dent's journey and Batman's as a mirror for each other. So when Harvey Dent comes out, then Bruce Wayne starts waking up in the middle of the night in the Batcave, and it's not long after that that he starts patrolling the streets again. Yeah, he just kind of like wakes up, and he doesn't have a mustache anymore, <laughs> and just something in him, the 10-year anniversary, Harvey Dent, the mutants, all going on, mm-hmm. he just like, that's it, enough's enough, yeah. can't do this anymore. And the world in this, like Gotham is a very dark dystopian, almost uh, Blade Runner-esque kind of shithole. 
Yeah. I mean, it's very much... Frank talks about... Um, this all came to mind when he got mugged. Oh, is that right? The interview. So he got... After the first couple times of being mugged in New York City, like that's when he started thinking about Dark Knight and Gotham more as a almost a character unto itself in the comics. Sure. I mean, because it is. I mean, Gotham is just the worst place ever. Right. And Frank definitely can he depicts that very well in Dark Knight Turn. Absolutely. Well, yeah, it's it's very much. I mean, this is there. There was a rumor. I don't know how true it was that um, Clint Eastwood was going to play this version of Bruce Wayne in a movie. Which I think would have been fucking amazing, because this Batman is basically Dirty Harry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> very much so. Yeah. And they kind of, you know, it's one more, a lot of people tell you that, like, Metropolis is New York City during the day, yeah. and Gotham is New York during the night. Yeah. So it's when everything bad goes out, goes down. Um, so the book starts... We see uh, Bruce Wayne in his retirement and racing the car, and he goes and has drinks with Jim Gordon. And on his walk home, he ends up at Crime Alley in the spot where his parents were killed. He always ends up there. It always comes back to Crime Alley. Um, I think one of the other things that this book does, the murder, the images of the murder of the Wayne family, his parents, the broken pearls, yeah. the the shot with the street light shining down on him, I believe all starts in this book. Really, I believe so. I don't. I don't think of. I cannot think of another time before this book that I saw it. It has now just become part of the lexicon. Mm-hmm. You know the image of Bruce Wayne between his parents' bodies under the street light. Yeah. yeah. The other thing they do, back when they first did Batman's original origin. And the criminals are a superstitious and cowardly lot. A little bat flitted through the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is almost like a fucking werewolf yeah. crashing through. Yeah, it's like a demon bat. Yeah. Smashes through the window, and uh, yeah, the bat itself is is another. It's this character in the book. Mm-hmm. You know, he talks to. The bat. Yes. Now, multiple times when he goes down to the cave, he has a conversation with this bat, and you just see his little the red eyes kind of in the background, in the darkness, and he's talking to it. So. Uh, this book definitely brings out like Batman's definitely crazy. Yeah, he's you know at least especially this version. This of version, Batman. yeah, he's he's crazy. There's yeah. part of him that's not. This is a. He even says it. You know, a couple of references it. Oh yeah. Well, he. he am is, I really crazy? Am I crazy? He's obsessively driven. Well, yeah. No. I mean, first off, yeah, a guy puts on a bat suit. You're fucking. You're not. You're not playing with a full fucking. <laughs> yeah, bag. you're not normal though. Oh yeah, yeah. If if you're a costume superhero or whatever, I'm not going to make a judgment. You're fucking crazy. I am going (laughs) to make that judgment. But um, yeah. But then you're in your 50s. You came out of it. You lost a child, basically, to it. I mean, because the Robins were legally adopted, I believe, in both cases by Batman, or or at the very least, legally his responsibility. Yeah, he's their guardian. Yeah. So you lost a child due to your fucking one man lunatic crusade on crime. You retired, and now in your 50s. When your body's broken and busted, now you decide to come back out of retirement. Right. Well, yeah, and and I'm 42. I, I can tell you the fucking wheels come off of 40. <laughs> yeah, you know? there's no way to be able to do this yeah. at 50. And it does an awesome job of reminding the readers of that. Yes, because the whole time he's in pain and having know, trouble breathing. Having trouble breathing. He's have, like, yeah, having to use his legs to climb a rope. rope. Yeah, it's, it's constantly talked about, and it's great. Like it's absolutely fantastic. It's not a cheesy book, and the narrative, their narration is great because it's all first person. It's all what Bruce is 
know, yeah, it's, you're in Batman's head the whole time. The entire, the entire time you're in Batman's head, and then some, you know, you go to Jim's head, and then to Joker's head, and yep. Two-Face's head. So it's all all the narration is right out of the characters. Oh yes, yeah. and it, and it's. There are a lot of neat things that are done in the storytelling as well. It's a heat spell going on in Gotham City, but there's a storm coming. Yeah. And the first night of the storm is the night that Batman hits the streets for the first time in 10 years. Yeah, the heat wave. And he does a great job using the media. Because that was a lot of, you know, another reason about this is the media in the 80s. Mm -hmm. And he uses it. And he does a good job using it in all, you know, three, you know, Dark Knight 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. He bring the media is a huge player in it, and uh, it's so funny reading the media people because you're like, man, this is in the '80s, but I might as well w w be watching MSNBC oh, yeah. and Fox News right now. Oh, absolutely, yeah, a, a very capricious and what, what do you even call that? It was, it's a media that has already made up its mind mm -hmm. that right, left, or good, bad, or indifferent. They they have they have a point of view and they're not letting go of it. Yeah, so if you uh, if you think that. They started to stop being objective now. No, it's been going on for 30 quite, years. Quite some time. Probably, actually, probably longer than that, but I yeah. don't really, really notice this. Probably. Well, that's, that's, that's interesting, too, that you bring up the media, because it is something I, I don't really put a lot of thought into, but in these books, there is a celebrity psychiatrist yep. who works with Harvey Dent uh, and the Joker. Yep. And he's a, a media personality who really had no fucking business doing what he was doing, too. He was taking no. the worst of the worst, rehabilita rehabilitating them with air quotes, and then just turning them out in the loose, out into the wild, where they, both characters, not to ruin the story for anybody, but both of them... It doesn't turn out well for Harvey Dent or the Joker when yeah. he releases them. He should have learned his lesson. But the thing is, they don't. he tries, he blames Batman for it. Well, Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's his, his that's media his position. It, it, Batman is the reason that these guys went batshit crazy. Yeah. yeah. Even though Harvey Dent goes back to two-facing before Batman hits the streets. Yeah. Matter of fact, I mean, I guess you could say that it was... Well, it's actually it's Harvey Dent disappearing, I think, that triggers Batman into, yeah. into Batman again. And he, and he knows. He knows what's going to happen. And he knows Harvey's behind this stuff, and he's right, of course. Yep. And he finds him. Yep. And... They both kind of see themselves in each other. Yeah. yeah. I, see, I see a reflection. Yeah. So that actually sets up, well, Batman hitting the street. I mean, the, the first book really does focus simply on Batman coming back. Harvey Dent goes right back into his um, old way of pulling, pulling capers immediately. Starts doing things where there'll be a fancy car and a shitty car. Mm -hmm. He robs the second national bank of Gotham. Yeah. So he goes right back into his old crime habits. Yeah, the twos. Yep. But then something happens back at the psychiatric hospital when Batman, when it's reported that Batman's back out there, a catatonic uh, prisoner with white skin and green hair kind of comes out of his catatonic state. Yeah, he wakes up. Yeah. He finally wakes up. Um, so let me ask you this one. This this is one of those things that I light onto now that I didn't pick up as a kid. Did you notice Frank Miller kind of writes the Joker like an old queen whose ex boyfriend came back? Yeah, he even draws him that way. Yep, he does. Very much so. Very much so. He draws him that way. He acts that way. Um, Frank does a lot of things <laughs> that are. Uh, There's some deep seated woman hatred and homophobia in there. Yeah, I mean even um, even references. It, in one of my favorite panels in the book, let me see if I can find it real quick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Picture. 
So it's when they're because uh, I love how they're the the media is reporting in they're interviewing people on the street. Yes. And it's just so like man, it's it just makes sense today. So one of them was like, he asked this guy, and he's like, Batman, yeah, I think he's he's okay, he's kicking just right, but but the cops ain't kicking, that's for sure. Hope he goes after the homos next. There you go. You know that sounds like uh, a Trump supporter. <laughs> sounds, oh, it absolutely sounds like it. Well, it sounds like Ted Cruz supporter. Ted, absolutely. Ted, yeah. Right. So, and then there's another guy that says, "Makes me sick. We must uh, treat these socially misoriented with re- rehabilitative methods. We must be patient." And uh, and he says, "No, excuse me. No, I've never, I never, I'd never live in this city." Which to me, it's like, yeah, it's kind of like the far liberals. Make, oh no! You gotta disenfranchise. Yeah. Dis- well, it's not their fault, but like, oh, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't live. Well, it's what, what they call a limousine liberal. Yeah, a yeah. limousine liberal. You know, so it's, it's like, like, well, I'm up here in Connecticut, so I can tell you. In 1986, and, it was still happening. It's so funny. Yeah. That's what Frank did really well in this book. Yeah, and there, and that's another tool he uses pretty well in the narrative in this book is going to the man on the street, and you know, hey, what do you think about this? And you know, and. It's in the next book, but coming back to you talking about the media, the false announcement of Jim Gordon's death, stuff yeah. like, the, you know, how they work in a, a media that is wrong, mm-hmm. too. You know, that that's kind of interesting, too. So that wraps up the first book in the Dark Knight Returns series of yeah. four. And I promise by the next episode, I'll actually have the names down. <laughs> <laughs> but um, do you have anything else you want to add about that first book in there? Uh, one quote. Yes. From that they straight out. See if this uh, quote sounds familiar to you. Uh, then why do you call them psychotic? Because you like to use that word for any motive that's too big for your little mind. Oh my God, is that in there? Oh yeah, we know exactly where that exactly came from. Exactly. You know, well, we know exactly who said it next. Who said it next, right? Yeah. Lex Luthor in the new B versus S yeah. movie. They're taking a lot. Directly, absolutely, and and without without digging too far into the future of this book, but yeah, the armor that Batman that Ben Affleck Batman wears is the armor from The Dark Knight Returns. The well, and Frank Miller takes credit for he broke up Batman and Superman. You know, before that, you know, Batman and Superman were super buddies. Frank Miller hates Superman. Yeah, he does. I don't know why. I don't either, and it's very. It's very obvious yeah. <laughs> when you read this. This is one of one of the things I don't necessarily care for about this book. So one thing that irks me a little bit is his treatment of Superman, which is not too bad in the first one. But Dark Knight Strikes Again, it's just like blatantly like out of the way disrespectful to Superman. Yeah, well, and that one too. I, I don't know. I think that was kind of a misguided attempt to get. That just seemed like a cash grab. Dark Knight Strikes Again yeah, seemed like a total cash grab to me. Well, because they announced it like several times for a few years that it was coming, and then you read it and you're just like, to me, the the tone didn't fit with the original series at all. No. You know, uh, I mean, at all. Because like you go, well, wait, but at the end of the last book, the world was like this, and now everything's like it is now. No. Yeah, it was just very different. But yeah, that's the first. That's all I have for the first book. I mean, it, it's just basically Batman comeback. So that they're just establishing comeback, and then I really liked the second book because him and the mutants. Yeah, and that's that's coming up in the in book two. So basically, yeah, you get the first book is him versus Two Face and coming back. The second book is him versus the mutants, starting with the Joker, and then book three is Batman versus Joker, mm-hmm. and then book four is going to be Batman versus Superman. Yeah. 
All right. Well, so that's going to wrap it up for that one. Uh, Paul, you got anything you, anything out there you're trying to promote or uh, get people to pay attention to at all? Not yet. Okay. No, I'm just hanging on the background right now. All right. You can find us at geekishcast.com. We're on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash geekishcast. And we tweet from at the geekishcast. Thank you, everybody. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.